As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Corner Launch. My name is Jeremy Griffin, broadcasting live from Startup Street, Corner of Swan and McDill. Danny's in the house, bringing the love. Good morning. The mic's behind me. His mic's behind him. Andrew's over there in the corner. Good morning. My mic's in front of me. His mic's in front of him. Nobody's got the limp mic today. Which one's the the limp one? First two pots of my life. One of them always goes limp. Remember that? Is it yours? Is it this one? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know why I didn't. I I just say LMS. LMS has been a problem in a lot of places these days. Yeah. So um, limp mic syndrome. It's becoming a serious (laughs) problem. (laughs) All right, guys. So today we're going to talk to you about a little bit about customer service and uh, you know basically creating meaningful experiences in your company. Or um, flipping out in front of a somebody versus at a flipping store. out in front of somebody in the store, uh, you know th- things to think about, things to consider, and then probably you know a handful of things of what not to do, uh, such as some of the stuff that you were talking about earlier. If you have a customer that has a problem, don't look him in the face. Tell him, drop the attitude. <laughs> oh my God, can you imagine? You're into exchange something because the package is open and it's bad, and the girl behind the counter says to you. Well, you owe me thirty before, but I'll fix it and just make it right if you drop the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, it happened in public. Publix, by the way, yeah. Publix, P-U-B-L-I-X, Publix. So I think, I think that, um, you know, create, there's definitely a lot of overlap there with customer service and creating great experiences for your clients. And mm-hmm. Sometimes with the creating great experiences, we're talking about do thing, doing things that are outside of the norm, right? Yeah. Like for like Danny was just talking about you got those little fuzzy finger things. Mm-hmm. And you just sold five thousand of them or whatever, and you know uh, you giving some of those to your clients yeah. or doing something funny with them with the client. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Uh, and then you stepped in and brought new meaning to the whole. <laughs> yeah. Let's whole, not get yeah, too in to depth. You brought new meaning to the to the product. Mute his mic. Yeah. Mute his yeah. mic. <laughs> Um, we went from a car wash to whatever yeah. wash. I mean, we don't so know. that was uh, that, yeah. we went car wash to hog wash. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag me too. So that's creating an experience, right? Yeah. But really, the the experience that always matters the most is the customer service experience, and just trying to provide as good a value as you possibly can. Um, and that's definitely something that I think that everybody feels like is lost these days. 
how much of that feeling, though, is us expecting a lot more these days than we used to? No, I don't think it's that at all. No? No, I, I think I think it's that we we just want to be treated the way we would treat somebody else, okay? If you have an issue, you have a problem, just please fix it. It doesn't have to be anything elaborate, you know? I mean, that's why when I go into Costco, oh, my God. Uh, if you want a store to shop at, folks, Costco is, even if you don't buy in bulk, there's so much stuff you can buy there and just have mm-hmm. it. They are unbelievable. They're so organized. People are there to help you. They come up. Mm-hmm. They can't, They actually walk you right to the product if you're looking for something. They don't just tell you it's an yep. aisle, next aisle. They take you there. Yeah, and lots of times I don't want. Well, I don't want to put you out. I'll just find. I know where it is. But they, and that's just how they are. Right. So I had, <laughs> I had a thing where I bought, um, I bought some Bose headphones. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I bought the Bose headphones. It was two and a half years ago. So you know the inside of them, the the little foam was coming out from the leather or whatever. What, what do they call the stuff that's imitation leather? Um, pleather. Pleather, whatever. What are well, you laughing about over there? Well, Your it mic, was, his oh, mic went limp. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Limpy, what are you doing? Sorry, we got a we got a limp over here. We got a limp. <laughs> oh man, oh, I, don't know, I don't know what to say about hey. it. I can't hold this. Shit oh, up. laddie, at such a young age. <laughs> yeah, come on, I'm way too young for this. So anyway, to make it. a long story short, I, I asked for the manager and I had the headphones. I said, you know, I, I shop here all the time. And I says, you know, I got these Bose. And Bose is such a good name. I bought other products from before. I, I says, is there, is there any way I, you can just take these back so I can exchange them for store credit? He says, yeah, no problem. He says, when did you buy them? I says, I think about a year ago. Yeah, no problem. I bought them two and a half years ago. They gave me $169 credit to use in the store and took the, took the phones back. So that's customer yeah. service. That's customer yeah. service. But they do so much volume. The bigger stores, when you do that kind of volume, you can just send it back to the manufacturer because the bottom line is manufacturer is not going to really care. They're doing billions yeah. with these guys. Right. So it's, it's no skin off their teeth. They're, right. not pay, they're not paying for it out of their pocket. But you know something? It's, it's, um, I can't emphasize enough for entrepreneurs, you, 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 our camera guy, everybody, that – it's not it's not about what people say to you. It's how they make you feel. When I left the fucking store, I was like, oh, my God. I called like seven people to tell them what, what had just happened to me. So I spread seven people, and in, in a lot of them don't even have memberships at Costco that went out and got them. So how powerful is that? Yeah. That's it's one of so the, powerful. You, you say that a lot, and I've always taken that to heart because um, it is so true that people very rarely remember all the things you say, but they always remember right. how you made them feel. Uh, I I've, I've probably have repeated that hundred times. It's a huge thing. It really oh. is. It's it's a, it's a metaphor for life. For me, it is anyway. Yeah, yeah. Because I think it's just so cool. Is that it? Do you have any other stories you'd like to tell? Oh, I got about? lots of stories. <laughs> yeah, but I've been told I've been taking up too much of the show, and it's not my show. So I'll, uh, I'll back up. <laughs> Got to add a little I, drama to the place, don't we? <laughs> I, I could talk about some things, customer service, and like just being like, I guess, I'm, I mean, I'm not a newbie because I've dealt with customers one on one, but here's what I'm a newbie at is having guys go out and do the job, and then the communication, the middleman, the back and forth, and then the customer. Because 
when you have employees, then they become the ones that are dealing yeah. with the customer. It's not you dealing with the customer. It's you dealing with them and them dealing with the customer. Yeah. So I've just been like kind of like today I was in a position where they had one guy, like one guy messaged us on the show about getting his car detailed like right now. And I mean, some people are just like that, like no, no plans in advance, but that's not my point. The point is, is the situation of trying to figure out, hey, how do we make this applicable? Like, do we have someone available now? Can we do it? And right. why not? How can we reschedule them? And it's like, like when you're on your own schedule and like when I was doing the mobile detailing and I'm just on my own schedule, I know when I'm going to be available next. Right. But, you know, you have other guys and shit comes yeah. up. You know, do you, you guys have an online booking thing that you're using? To yeah. Keep track of their time? Uh, it's not uh, for the customers, but for their time. Uh, you have like, uh, you know, with a, a couple of the salons I've worked with and things like that, because the girls are all available at different times and whatnot. You create so one's external for customers to book you, yeah, and the other one's internal, and they fill out when they're available and shit. And you, they, the two can they, you know what I mean? They, yeah, they have to sync. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. would be a good thing to probably get yeah. going. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I have gotten it out of them, and, I mean, it's also, like, I, I'm having them come in and do the detailing, but they're also finishing up school as they are, right. so I have to be adjustable a little <sighs> bit to them. And it's just trying to, like, I guess, bridge the gap between, like, all that stuff and being adjustable. It is yeah. a lot, and that's just the I'm, – yeah. I'm not telling the camera whatever because I'm an expert on it. I'm telling the camera because I'm going through it. Yeah. So uh, – More sales cures that. Yeah. Because more sales means that now you're doing less juggling. Yeah. And you're just hiring people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah. also hiring people that are going to school, so they're basically part-time. So yeah. it's got right. to be when they're available. Oh, I can't skip class B. I gotta skip class because I gotta detail a car. That's not gonna happen. Yeah. So does that happen sometimes? Do the guys skip skip school to come work with you and make some uh, money? Yeah, I have a kid um, that called out of dicks one day and was just like, <laughs> "Nah, I'm not going in." Because yeah, because we I was providing more work. It's just right? the truth, more so money. just go to his manager, make sure he gets an A. That's all. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Just you know, take care of him. But but like I was saying, like. It's just like the stage I'm going through is figuring out how do you, you know, be that person that is like the responsible one, but then also make like, yeah, you got to train them. I know this is like the obvious answer, cliche answer, but, um, you know, how do I train them to be perfect with like timing with each other and stuff, you know, because it's like, like if I'm on the show and I'm having them kind of work with the customer a little bit, I like, you know, if I'm on the, on, on the show or like doing something else, taking an exam, I'm not on my phone. You know what right. I'm saying? So I have to have reliance there. Yeah. Well, you're in a service industry too, which makes it difficult because people want it when they want it. They want people the want it when they want it. They don't want the service next Tuesday. Hey, I'm off today. I want to get my car done now. Yeah, yeah. As long as so, you're bu- trying to build some kind of a worksheet. Yeah, you know, I have where, where, I have an Excel. I have my stuff up. It gets bigger a little bit. Yeah. Every day. So like you know, because like if you look at like McDonald's, right? Yeah. There's nothing that can possibly happen in that store. Where the people that work there go to find the solution, and it's not, and whether it's online in a PDF or you know, they used to have the the books, yeah, yeah you know, books. flip through to where it is, and it, like yeah. every freaking problem that could possibly go wrong is mentioned, and then what to do? 
Yeah, you I know, mean, it takes the guesswork out of it. Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, because the people yeah, working there, the people working now, there, ha- ain't guessing what, too much. But <laughs> what what happens when we? Where's your truck now? Where's my truck? Yeah, uh, it's on top of my parking garage at my apartment. So, one, you know, time is money. So why yes. don't you have your truck out on the road all the time? So why don't you find uh, somebody that's that's in this country, like an immigrant. Mm-hmm. that they're unbelievable workers, you know, on uh, yeah. what I'm saying. They have the time. They're here to support their families, feed their families, and most of them love doing detailing work, and they're good at it. Why don't you find somebody to take that truck and park it someplace every day and have people drive up, work something out with a gas station? Mm-hmm. A lot of these people have detail centers set up right in the gas stations. Yeah. You know, they get the little canopies and everything, and then that truck could be making – Money for you all day long, every day. Yeah, no, I you know? I agree a hundred percent. That's some. That's funny. You should do a mobile that. podcast inside. How many people can you fit in that thing? How many people can I fit? Yeah. Well, it's it's only the front two seats, but how many people can you fit in that thing? Yeah, take the water tank out. Take, of it. If you take the shit out. Yeah. Uh, Five, six. We'll do a mobile podcast in it. Yeah. (laughs) For real. Listen, if it was the bigger Sprinter, it would be really easy to do. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because then we could have it set up like some FBI, like CIA shit. I had a work van when I was like 19, I think. Yeah. I totaled yet another vehicle Uh, and went and got this van that was not great. It was like an industrial cargo van. Yeah, like and I the taped the, Chevy yeah, ones. I taped yeah. off all the windows and shit, and I sprayed it with uh, gray porch enamel, right? So it was like a flat gray, yeah. and then we spray painted the bumpers and the rims black. It looked pretty intense. There was no windows on it either, right? But yeah. throw all the freaking all the construction stuff in there and go to work and whatnot. But on the weekends, we would clean up, take everything out, put a cooler back there, put a couch back there, and it was just you know. I mean, your, it was a your tour. honestly, your vehicle should never be sitting on the top of your yeah. garage. Yeah, it should be parked in a spot where people can get service every day. Yeah, and then your customers will have a place when they want to get their car detailed. They can go right then and there. Yeah, and I think it would be hard to do it with college kids that are that yeah. that are, are part time. Yeah, so if you had a full timer that could handle a couple of details a day, or you know, yeah. Plus, I had this. I have this wax product. That my friend's been doing up north. He's an ex. Um, he was a race car driver. Mm-hmm. Funny cars and Draxes. He's pretty famous. Mm-hmm. He won the nationals like twice, and he found this product that goes on your car, and the wax lasts for almost five to six months. But he does people's cars that have money, mm-hmm. and he charges them four or five hundred bucks to do their car. And the whole bottle's only like, I don't even want to tell you what the cost is. No. The margins are pretty good. Yeah, no. They're I, I could, unbelievable. I could imagine. So, I mean, that's... How about a, your buddy that sells a, cars that jumps out of the trunks? That's a service. That was my cousin. Yeah. What's yeah. he up to? He's dead. Is he really? Yeah. Thanks for your condolences. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> that, that was his father that did those commercials. That, okay. was, going, that was going back in the 60s okay. and 70s. That's too, fun. that's too funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was just trying to make you feel yeah. bad, you know. Yeah. Listen, everyone. Gonna... Listen. But that's he, an experience. He right? had an unbelievable journey. Had an unbelievable run. Yeah, yeah. He used to get out of the thing, and he used to. He used to go. We're the lowest. So we're sma- he get out and smash the windows in the cars and going. We got the lowest price. We're slashing and smashing prices. Whatever. He'd jump out of the trunk with a sledgehammer. Bang. 
but everybody knew him for that. Come on down was his was his big thing. Yeah. But the the funniest thing about promotions, he the, him and the son are both unbelievable good promoters. <laughs> but he had he had it's this such a who? <laughs> Why? What did I do? <laughs> well, he did. That was it was 12 years ago, so it's not fresh, so, you know. So anyway, anyway, it was just funny the way you said it. How's he doing? Thanks for the condolences. I mean, we got to have some humor in life. Yeah, don't we? yeah. No, you're right. Right. You're right. I'm like, we're going to bury you in my, my story is the American dream. Yeah, it's yeah. the American dream. All right. But anyway, he had, he had, a, he, he had a dot. One of the franchises he had was Dodge, right? Yeah. So he had a mini sticker program. So he'd have the regular factory program sticker and then have the, have the mini sticker. If you can find a car here without a mini sticker on it, I'll give you that car for free. So Saturday morning, everyone's coming in. The, 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 the lot kid forgot to put the mini sticker on the car. Okay? Mm-hmm. So this dude's walking around the lot. Um, and what would you do if, if you saw a car without the mini sticker? Without the what? Mini sticker on it. If, if you knew you could, you could have the car for free. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, take it. If you didn't find it, if you didn't yeah. find it without a mini sticker, you get the car for free. What would you do? Probably look for it. You know, I said if you found one without a mini sticker on it, and he advertised, you get if you find a car without a mini sticker on it, you get it for free. Are you listening now? Yes. Okay, what would you do? I would look to see if there was a sticker on it or not. There was no they sticker no on sticker it. I just talk. told you. There's no sticker on what any of them? What time does the coffee kick in? Just let me know. <laughs> no, he said there's, there's he no sticker. He ran a promotion. If you find one of our cars without a mini sticker on it, the car is yours for free. Right. So the kid, the lot kid, didn't put a mini sticker on the car. A guy was walking around the lot, and he found the car. Ah, right, What would I you do if that saying. was you, if you were the guy? Well, I mean, I'm assuming he probably didn't give the car away and claimed it was a company error, correct? No. But what would you do? You'd walk in and say, hey, there's a car out right. there, right? Okay. Okay. You know what he did? Huh. He went and asked to use the phone. You know who he called? Huh. His attorney. And told him to come down with the camera. Is that brilliant or what? Wow. You and I would go, hey, I want the fucking car for free. And then by the time we get back out there, oh, there's a sticker. You just missed it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Is that genius or what? Genius. So he went home. I mean, he went inside, asked to use the phone. He called his attorney, told him to bring, a, told him to bring down a, ca- a camera. They took pictures. The attorney was there, and they had to give him the car for free. Wow. Now, that's called thinking outside the box. Yeah. yeah. And in, even in, in business, when you can think like that, yeah. if you back up for just a minute and think about all your different decisions or the way it could go, yeah. and you thought, yeah. See, the pro- where I end up getting stuck, I mean, there's obviously no shortage of ideas here, right? Yeah. Where I end up getting stuck, and it's where everybody ends up getting stuck, is... You're busy running the business. You're in the business yeah. instead of working on the business. You know, I mean, like, yeah, like people always say, like, well, what, what if you got what if you got ten million dollars tomorrow? What would you do? I go, I would do the same thing I'm doing right now, but I would have more money to take care of running the business. Yeah. And I could actually start having fun working on the business with all these ideas that we come up with and shit. Yeah, if you I, know. Do you, do you know what I would do if huh. I, if I had the ten million? Huh. I'd go into an office place and have a chair, especially made for me, with my silhouette in it, and then a big sign that says "Gone Fishing." I'd be here in theory, but I'd be out we'll fishing put it somewhere. Right there on the podcast. 
So what do you think, Danny? All right. I think uh, ten, like that's a great question to ask somebody. I usually ask people this too. I, when I if they want to talk business or whatever, I said if you had a billion dollars, what would you do with it? Right. right. Now? Because then you start to see people's side of them that yeah. you know yeah, and like, what yeah. they would really do if they had all right. the power to do whatever they yeah. wanted to do. And I'd be enjoying my life, having yeah. experiences. Yeah. I'd Absolutely. be doing the same fucking thing. See, you would? Fuck yeah. Really? If all right, but we're talking about in the terms of ten mil. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. I would just have more resources. I have my own car wash going. Right. Right. Ten mil. Five, right. Five, buy, there you five, go. Buy one of those five million yep. dollar ones in West Palm Beach. Yeah. <clears throat> a couple hundred grand yeah. a year. Each one's producing. Or buy ten of them for a hundred k a pop. You know how much? When you buy the car wash, how often are the car washes for sale? And it includes the land underneath it, or is it usually a lease thing? You know, yeah, I don't know, I mean, but depends on the deal. Depends on the deal. Yeah. They just opened one in 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 Newport Ritchie. I think it cost them five mil to put it up. Yeah. It's, it's like a cylinder. Everything's round. Yeah, it's really cool looking. Oh, that's yeah. neat. That's what I'm yeah. saying. It's like that's about that's what makes you different. Is like when you have a neat car wash like that, where people right. feel like they're people want to come. Yeah, it, make it an experience. An experience, a hundred percent. Make it an experience. Um, it's yeah. it's like I'm sorry. Finish. No, I thought no, you were no. done. But just quick, what I was gonna like respond to. Who who was that? Oh, <laughs> well, some someone that's got more respect what? for me than you. But can, can I can, can but, I break it down? I wasn't allowed to chat when I was a child, so yeah, I really wasn't. I didn't have a voice. But so now I interrupt people all the time, and people go. You have two ears and one mouth. That's how it's supposed to be. And I have two mouths and one ear. So I'm doing the best I can with the twos and knowledge that I have. Yeah. All right. But, um, Amen. What I was saying with the whole money and the um, like, the power thing, I mean, it kind of reminds me of the scene in Scarface. But uh, it's like for real because you ask people to add, and you find out their real passion and what they're about. Right. They're honestly a good person or not. Right. You know what I'm saying? Cause yeah. I think I would just take myself to that next level and then be a little bit more leveled up and try to help out other people. Right. You know, that's my honest. Yeah. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll take a million of it if I don't spend it all and, you know, take a trip to Italy. Yeah. Have you ever been to Italy? Yeah, twice. Nice. Great place. Um, taking a million to Italy, you could take all of us. Yeah. yeah. Just get there. There you much. go. Yeah, get a little podcast uh, on a plane. Global Express flying over there. <laughs> Paid for by Jeremy, by the way. So Street. you you were saying where you got hung up again? Explain that to me one more time. Yeah, working in the business instead of on the business. Yeah, instead of on the business, working in it. You working know? in it. Um, like working like for me, working in it is uh, going <laughs> over website edits. You know what I mean? Um, going but, over video edits and checking on these things and stuff. Eventually, where you want to be is you want to be to the point where anything that's task-oriented is doesn't require your input. And then also, here's the other big thing, is the review of the task inputs are either getting done so good that you don't need to review them, or you have the team reviewing each other, and you've broken down things to look for and whatnot, or you have somebody else that's reviewing everything. And then if, if once you get to that point, like for somebody like me, that means that I am now just out creating strategic partnerships, creating sales opportunities. And you're delegating. Creating, exactly, promotions and whatnot. And it's just, it's always that struggle, you know, when you're like at the level that I'm at of cash flow, 
versus getting the sales and then getting the work done. You know what right. I mean? You, and that's you, that's usually how it goes with me. I mean, is I sell a ton of stuff and then I get bogged down in it because I got to make sure it's going to come out great. That's the most important thing, yeah. you know. And then you get bogged down in it, and then that kind of that whole two month period gets wrapped up, and it's like, all right, cool, I'm freed up to go sell again. And I go freaking sell my ass off. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it's just that it's that constant struggle, you know. Well, yeah, I I can tell you guys one you thing. Just gotta keep at when it. I started my first company, I got fancy business cards, fancy logos. I spent all this money, and it didn't mean shit. Second one I started when I started doing all the opportunities of deal buying, I. You know, I used to write my name on a piece of cardboard or something, you know. Right. I had cheap cards, and that was it. I didn't have anything fancy, no frills. And right. Then as you grow, you, if you want to buy things, you can buy things. But the interesting thing is the second year, I was doing everything myself. So I was working like 80, 90 hours a week. But then when I delegated and hired a bookkeeper to do all that because I'm not good at that stuff. Right. Okay. My company grew by on a couple hundred grand. And then when I hired a warehouse person to do all the shipping, receiving, and all that, I went from that to I almost five x my company the next year. Really? Because I was doing what I do yeah. best: rocking and rolling, doing yep. deals. Yeah, doing deals, buying shit and selling yeah. it. You got to be where the strengths and, and are, it, and they'd take it in, count it, and right. Yeah, you got to be where your strengths are. For sales and marketing, that's what yeah. you should be doing. In terms of creating experiences, um, you know, the one thing that uh, I realized. With startup over the last probably six months, is that me ringing? Maybe that's somebody else. Sometimes you can hear people's phones ring in the cars outside. Did you hear that, Jeremy? You've been hearing voices for a while now. Uh, but it's um, <laughs> you've got when, your when clients you're, don't know when that you're much. taking on, when you're taking on a project, right? Yeah, it's always exciting at the beginning. And I'm very good at that, and I'm very good at managing expectations, and here's what we're going to do, and this is what the process is going to look like. And then while you're doing it, it's usually pretty fun. But the one thing I've realized is that the wrap-up of the project, the wrap-up of the project needs to be a better experience because a lot of times by the time we get done with stuff with people, it's, you know, it's been a month, maybe yeah. two months, maybe, you know, maybe even a little bit longer depending on how busy they were and you know, what we're doing. And you're running out of gas. And, that, and the client's running out of gas too. Right. And it's just kind of like things get delivered by folders, yeah. you know, or, uh, you know, you, you just email over the website login. All right. Your site's transferred over. You're live. It you know, here's your logins. It happened to me with the hats. I had them for two and a half years. So if I sold them when I when I could have in the beginning, if I flipped them all, I could have flipped them the first day, which I should have. Right. But I saw an opportunity to make 10 times Money, more money. Yeah. But then I had over, we had they had over fifty thousand dollars in storage fees over two and a half years, so there's not a lot left when you go yeah. through all that. So the problem was at the end, I didn't even want to talk about it, didn't want to deal with it. I just stuck my head in the sand and pretend they didn't even exist. Gotcha. But then I had a light of fire under my ass because I had a, knew I just had to get rid of them. Yeah. So, but it's it's easy when you've had something you want to move on because it's not fresh and exciting anymore. It's tough, you know. And I think that if we can, I. I I've thought about some stuff, you know, like when the like when the websites are done, rather than just emailing all that stuff over, we need to have a final meeting. And this would be helpful for the clients, too, because a lot of times we have to send over videos on how to do stuff. Come in. You know what I mean? One more meeting. We've already done like five of them. Come in for the final one. Sites live. I want to show you how to log in and change stuff and all that. Then everybody feels good. You know, it's a good, clean ending and whatnot. I've just been trying to think of some ways with that and the video stuff and the consulting on how to create a more memorable ending for it because it goes right along with what you were saying in that 
and again, this is out of all the shit that you've talked over the years. That's the one thing that don't I, be fucking bad mouthing. No, me, okay? I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm this not bad mouthing. Public service announcement. It's uh, you know, <laughs> how how do you make people feel? Is what they remember, right? right? So how do I how do I wrap up these projects with a better experience for people to to really have a good send off with it? Take a couple. Know? Take a couple of zeros off their bill. <laughs> well, yeah, that would make anybody's life yeah. a little bit better. That seems to be the number one thing that moves the needle. Uh, You're uh, unbelievable. There is wit on the show, yeah. and you. Yeah. You want to hear a story? Speaking about that, I was huh. last night. I went to Duffy's, and uh, one of my friends from New York, and we, I was raving about their boneless wings, and we get their wings, and uh, we ordered two beers, shock tops, like the tall ones, and uh, they came super late, super late. And the manager lady comes over to us. We didn't even complain. We didn't complain at all, which is nice. The manager lady comes over to us and says, you guys have been waiting way too long for your food and drinks. She goes, the drinks are on me. And then she gave us both a $10 off uh, coupon card. And I ended up paying for 10 boneless wings and like a tall boy beer, $1.80 last night for dinner. For everything, nice. and and it and it made me feel like, Somebody guess what? I'm coming shit. back. I'm coming back. Right. Yeah. And then when I'm you go back again, you say, "Could you leave my wings in the oven for two hours?" And yeah. <laughs> just so there's a there's a yeah. heuristic and and I think you call it a heuristic of uh, an anomaly. Uh, what's heuristic? A, a what, what's the meaning of that word? I've never uh, heard it before. I don't know. I I think that's what it's called. Uh, in we, marketing, where if you if you screw, can we start, Google it? Don't start, don't start. Yeah, we can Google it. You're talking a heroistic. Uh, Might be say, heroistic. Let me say this real quick, though. Okay. Yeah, so if you if you have an issue in the process with somebody, mm-hmm. and you fix that process above and beyond what it is they expected, the customer is actually more loyal at that point than you, they would be if you just delivered it. There's been all sorts of studies on this, it right? It depends who the customer is, No, it's, 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 there's, there's massive amounts of studies on this. It's, it's, I know, but some people can never make well, happy. Well, some people are never going to make happy. Right. But what generally speaking, if, if you, when you screw up, if you repair it above and beyond what they thought, that customer is more loyal than if you just delivered the service flawlessly with no issues. That shows the power of making shit right. And the customer experience aspect of it. So let me ask you, you know. a question. I have a question. Say yes, Danny. Yes, Danny. Okay. So, so what, what happens to somebody Stop that... Stop being weird, Danny. Yeah. Well, that's part of the show. We have to have fun. You said, you said to have fun. If I got to be serious, I'm not coming anymore. So anyway, when... when you can't leave. We, when, already, we went through this before the show started. You're not allowed to leave. Yeah. yeah. The, the mushrooms, right? <laughs> Poison mushrooms, poison mushrooms, fractured skull, wouldn't eat the mushrooms. I get it. So anyway, I have a question. The question I want to ask you, what happens to these companies, okay? Put your phone down, please. Okay, thank you. All right. What happens to companies that come into you and they spend money and they build a really nice website, right? Uh Uh-huh. But they never really hire the right person to maintain it and they never hire the right person to do any of their social media. So they just have a website that's just kind of suspended in the air. Yeah, and so, they never they never change anything or get the bang for their buck. Now I have a friend that sells T-shirts, Teddy the dog, and he does right. unbelievable. But he pays a girl over six figures a year to do all his marketing and social media. Right. So it changes all the time. He's having contests. Yep. So it's like, 
What's your suggestion for people that do put that kind of money into a website that either can't afford to have somebody maintain it or don't have the right well, people? Because it seems like such a waste of money. It's, I mean, for, wouldn't for, they be better off with a landing page? No. Okay. No, no. So, I mean, you got to have that. That is one thing that I've always been amazed at with people is that they just don't put the value into the website. You know what I mean? And they put so much time and effort into the marketing. But it's like, that's your freaking store. Yeah. That's your whole thing. If your marketing's working, that's where they're going. Yeah. You know, it's it's no different than having putting all the, you know all sorts of ads out all over the place for your shoe store, and then people get there and it's a freaking pigsty. You know, the racks are all jacked up, shit's empty, and it just looks all you know. Why why would you put the effort into marketing for that? So that's the one thing that is always amazing to me. So you you have to have a a great website. It, the, the more awesome your website is, the better your company does tenfold. It's, there's more than enough studies to back this up and whatnot. As far as people that don't have the money to constantly be changing it, you shouldn't have to change it too much. That just kind of depends on how I'm much. I'm talking about updating and stories, what's going on, what's happening with so, us. Right, like oh, loading having, up articles and get the blogs and running promotions on the top slider and all that stuff. Uh, uh, having, you know I mean? having a limited edition. Right. We're only making a thousand of these. You right. better get them while you can. Right. So, loading the products up on there and things like that. I mean, that's just something that people gotta, you know, they just gotta get it figured out. There's re- unfortunately there's really no solution between that. They either figure out how to get it done in house or they hire somebody outside to do yeah. it. You know. That's but it right. is, it you know, and like I I was said this probably three times over the last week or two weeks. I mean, the amount of clients that. I've had that we make all the content for and stuff mm-hmm. and it, it deliver them an entire folder of content and they get like, you know, 20% of it up on their social media and the, the other 80% goes nowhere. Right. Yeah, and like, there's so many of them that that's happened with. And then obviously when I follow up, cause I see, I'm like, Hey, so what's going Oh, well, you know, we didn't really blah, blah, blah. So like, that's why I'm kind of thinking like with the branding package that we do with everybody that 30 days of, uh, social content done in one day, like, Stop making the loading part optional for people. Like yeah, we're, you should, we're freaking you loading do, it, and it's, there's no choice. And yeah. send over the logins and the admin, and that's it. Because if we don't make sure that that happens, it's the that the distribution of the content once it's made. That is the follow up. That's the follow through. And then they pay a maintenance fee every month, but it's done right. Right. And it's done on time. Right. And I mean, I, so people ask me that about the website and stuff too. And they're like, well, how much you charge to maintain it? I'm like, listen, if your site is built well enough with the exception of, you know, updating some plugins and stuff like that, possibly, and a couple of little things here and there, it shouldn't need constant maintenance, right? It depends on how, how many new products are you loading into it all the time? Are we going to run a promotion once a season or are we going to run one once a month mm-hmm. or are we going to run one once a week? Because if that's the case, and you know, you need your promotional banners changed and all that, and that's all just dependent on them. But my God, like I've seen some people that are like, yeah, and we'll and we'll maintain your website for five hundred dollars a month, and it doesn't include like swapping out promo shit, you know. Yeah. And it's just like they're literally just going into the back end and being like, okay, is everything secure? Yes. Okay. Five hundred dollars. Yeah, I'm like, I hate that shit. For doing the same thing, I can't. That you would just have to use exactly. It. I can't stand it when people do that. It just like, drives me. Well, you nuts. should put it in the package and say it's mandatory, because because we want to represent you in a way that you get the maximum 
No, so I'm talking about this. the website maintenance. In terms of right. the, the social distribution, you're right. I mean, there's just no getting around it at this point. I've got two years, three years of that same package that we've been doing to look at, and I would say probably 20% of the clients never get more than half the fucking content up on there. I think you were talking about content, and you said something, and I, I kind of smiled. I was thinking about how many times do you walk into a restaurant, not a high-end restaurant, right. but a regular restaurant like a Chili's or something, and you see these amazing pictures on the menu. Then the food comes out, and you go, wait a minute, show me that menu again. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like it looks completely yeah, different. Completely like you printed different. this thing like, holy yeah. shit, I can't wait to get my fork in this I thing. mean, that's that's <laughs> what my job is a lot, you know, is to make sure that everything looks the best and the videos come out the best and the pictures yeah. look fucking tight and all that. It's taking you the know. girls and putting the makeup on them, right? Yeah, and the filters <laughs> and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I mean, that's what my job is, right, is to yeah. take – like um, – it makes it a hell of a lot easier when you got somebody with some personality like Vince Perry, the yeah, commercial, the, the public adjuster. Public adjustment is a boring industry. Yeah. He has freaking lit in a fire in that freaking industry like I have never seen before. He's when we made went, it interesting. Yes. When we went to that event that night in Orlando for him, there was 80 people there. 80 people showed up to meet Vince that were in public, the public adjusting industry. Huh? Yeah. You know what? I mean, that's good for him. His content came out great. No, that's, that's yeah. That's no, freaking, that came that came out phenomenal. That's sweet for him because and he'll make sure the shit gets out too. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. He's like, I notice. You know, he's on it. He's on it. He's on it. But some of them, and then you know, you've always got clients too that you do up the content for, and it's one thing to have it, but they don't always understand the storytelling aspect of it, right? So they've got pictures and stuff, and they're like, Wingman101. Wingman101.com. Get Danny in there. But they don't understand how to tell a story around the graphics or maybe the video or whatnot, so they don't know how to get it out there. Yeah. Whereas I have been doing all this stuff for so long, you just give me – I don't care what the hell it is. Give me 10 images of anything for a company. And just because I understand business at a level of things and I've done so much stuff in so many different industries, I could tell a story with all of them. For somebody else's business, I've never even worked in. See, so what you're telling me is you can make some uh, car wash TikToks with dire straits in it. Oh, you got it, man. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Perfect. Definitely. You like dire straits? Mm-hmm. I've been there before. <laughs> <laughs> when let, let me ask you this. In the dire straits song, when he's saying we got to move these televisions... Or we got to move these microwave ovens. Is he talking about like stuff that they boosted off the back of a Probably truck jacked, or something? Jacked it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's what I always thought. Yeah. It's got to be something. Like yeah. That. So, so creating the experience, right? The experience. And, and I think that the other thing that people forget when they're trying to create great experiences, whether it's a process you're incorporating into a company or maybe it's a one-off experience you're putting on an event, whether it's a team-building event or it's an event for your partners or your employees or your customers or whatever. Um, if you create the, those experiences but you don't document those experiences and get them out there, did it really happen? No. You know what I mean? Well, one, it, one, one of the things that I'm finding out now is that is that people want the real deal. People don't want shit that's... That's hyped up. That says that they want regular people that are just Correct. 
They want to see who you really are. So, like, if you're going to go through all the hassle, though, of creating something like that, right? Like, let's say that we did the freaking thing with the flatbed, right? Remember the flatbed idea with his truck? Yep. Let's say we did that. Now, imagine if we did that and we didn't film, though, any of it. Do you know how much we just lost out on the promotional capabilities of that? I mean, we just crushed it by, like, 80%. No, but what I'm I'm saying to you, if you're doing something in... um, and you've got all this stuff going on, and it's all rehearsed and staged and everything else. People aren't roaring live, I think, yeah. they, than over the oh, other stuff. Always. Especially at the little entrepreneurs. Yeah, the, real, the more they real, want, the better. They want the real people. That's it. That's, you know? why, that's why I like the content shit that we do with people, with the vlogs and stuff so much, because it's so real. But I've got the ability to kind of direct them a little bit into at least areas and ask questions that gets good, legitimate content so out of them. I got, I got a question. For both of you, um, going forward, what what's the new phase? I mean, as far as phase is what I mean, like what's the new thing? Since there's so many people on YouTube and so many people on – I even noticed on Marketplace, I put shit up there used to fly. Yeah. I don't even get in calls anymore. Right. And I got stuff that's all branded. Yeah. So it's like there's just too much. People just can't get through it all. Yeah. It's- so, so what's the deal with um, – I mean, what's I mean, the deal today? Maybe so, like Instagram shop. Well, you know something? I, I'm finding that the people that are doing videos on Instagram that are Brad. Brad I got to go, go to the bathroom. Are you kidding me? No, go ahead. Keep I've been holding this for two hours. Unbelievable. He just walks out. No respect at all. No respect. None. After giving the, uh, the spiel. On yeah, the spiel. Say hello to my little friend. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, what's what's the thing today? Because you have a very limited time to catch capture someone's imagination. But I'm finding that the Instagram people, that you know, the resellers especially mm-hmm. that have deals, mm-hmm. it seems to be that's the place that's happening because they're doing videos live. From their warehouses, their garages. Yeah. And they seem to be really killing it, crushing it. Yeah. Yeah, the Instagram live thing, I think, gives uh, a good amount of, like, authenticity. So that's, that's where YouTube, it's happening, right? Yeah, because all the guys with the YouTube pages that sell, like, whatever they sell, uh, they're always on the Instagram live. Yeah, I think you have to be. Yeah, because the same stuff they're doing on YouTube, like, when we do the show and it's just, like, the off-the-air uh, whatever... It's like the same kind of thing, but that's them on Instagram Live while they're just bullshitting about whatever at the time. And uh, they might be talking about their product or they might be talking about something else. Like I follow um, Daily Driven Exotics. They do sports cars and stuff like that. Nice of you to join us. And, Did you uh, wash your hands, great, young man? Yes. <laughs> they got a great following um, Instagram Live because if, if you're going to be on YouTube or you're watching someone on YouTube and you're, like, you're the viewer, um, I know this is not – true but like amongst all ages but it tends to be a younger crowd that will watch their youtube stuff and then go to their instagram right after you know when they right. see the instagram because stuff. it's not happening in marketplace like it used to no and i, th- and I it, think and that stuff just gets lost what in the people i was telling him while saturated you, while you're in the bathroom the people on instagram that are buying deals or they have merchandise to move they're putting live feeds of what they have yeah and you know there was one guy advertised the other week he's doing truckloads of uh, Amazon returns, 
right? So if you get there at 6 in the morning from 6 to 9, if you want the preferred shopping thing, you can have experience for two and a half hours shopping. You'll be the first one in. It's yeah. $25. Yeah. So if he lets 100 people in the door to shop, it's yeah. $2,500. Before Everyone's going to pay 25 bucks. Yeah. He's using, he's using the tools but that are that available great? to him. Isn't that a great oh, idea? It's, I love it. I mean, people should be trying to document as much stuff that they do as humanly possible. You know, um, you don't want to fill your feed with crap. I'm a big believer that, you know, quality is more important than quantity. And some people don't agree with that. Some people think it's just, you know, quantity, quantity, quantity. But the the fact is, and this is a very harsh fact for people to come up with, is that a lot of the people that promote quantity, 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 they're very charismatic people. And they can turn the phone on for themselves. Like, you could do this. You, you've got the skill set. They yeah. turn the phone on themselves. And whatever they're saying is engaging. But they've got the it. They got the it factor yeah. and like not everybody, you can't, you can coach people on that shit and you can try to, but some people have that ability to just crank shit out the drop of a dime and a, most of them don't, yeah. you know? So I always say quantity over quality, but to what you're saying though, the guys are using the tools that they've got, but it is saturated. So I don't think that. I mean, something just sit, sitting there is not going to sell anymore. Right. Like it used to. Right. I mean, if it's an unbelievable deal. And they can't find it like something of interest, like men like love tools and then right. women have other things that they want to buy, you yeah. know, but it's a specific category. That's the stuff that it's, it's going to be, whatever is going to be next is like I had golf balls. Those were huge on marketplace. Nuts. Now they don't sell nuts. Yeah. They sell if I had them, if I had them, oh. I don't have any left. Gotcha. But they were huge. But if you're putting up, I, I got my Adidas backpacks up there. Right. I got twenty nine dollars. It's a seventy dollar bag. I haven't. I haven't even had one. Those are nice bags. Request. Oh yeah, I I sold. I sold a lot of them. But I mean, I'm saying that there's just. It's almost like you need to have that um, the pizzazz factor. So here's something cool. Uh, The one thing that I'm still intrigued with was the whole Pokemon uh, Go. It's coming back. Scenario, right? It's coming back. Pokemon's coming back. What's that? I downloaded that show last week for the first time in five okay. years. Okay, so the the fact that what I saw with that was the ability to incorporate local businesses into things yeah. in a community oh, building yeah. aspect, and I was like, wow, this has the potential to be really neat. So to piggyback off of our crypto thing from last week, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to to one of my friends, and he's got a guy that is making a a, a coin. Okay, and the coin is. Are you familiar with Pokemon Go? Have you ever checked that out? Okay. No, I know it's, the kids were into Pokemon when the kids. Yeah. So we went to see the Pokemon movie. <laughs> so, so it's 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 using um, augmented reality with the coins and getting businesses involved in it, which is really kind of neat. So, like, let's say that you were, um, and and I, and again, I'm not ter- terribly certain how it works, but like, let's say that I signed up for this thing, mm-hmm. right? Well, then anybody that came to start up would have the ability to see that coin virtually in their phone in my office and grab it and now they're increasing their bank account so rather than mining the you're putting in footwork okay it was kind of it was really freaking cool so i don't know what's next but the one thing i know for certain is that whatever is going to come along next is still going to be digital and keep people connected somehow because it's not just going to go in like a wild reverse because we're too social Humans love the social element of it, and as much as freaking social media drives all of us nuts and all the horrible shit, the ability to communicate is—it's innate in us, and we love it. Clearly, I mean, 
you know what I'm saying? So like it's it's going to be. I know what you're along... saying in one aspect, but the other aspect of it, huh. even even the young people now, my kids, uh, other ones who I, I talk to, they're they're getting tired of it, disenchanted by the fact that social media is it's like not a reality. Right. So they thought when they got on it was the coolest thing, and you could share all the yeah. stories and everything else. And, and now a lot of them hate it well, that's, because that's cool too because because it's it's not real it doesn't feel real right it feels like you're in this fantasy thing you got five thousand friends yeah well how many of those friends are going to come take you to the hospital at four o'clock in the morning if right. you, if, if you if you puncture puncture the kidney right. I mean so in the stuff that they put on there and all the bullying that goes on in the stuff so lot a, a lot of the social media is is a society that's looking at the world from the outside in instead of the inside out. Yeah. And that's become the really the problem. So because if we really thought for ourselves and had our own, you know, if we were followers and leaders instead of followers, right. we'd think for ourselves. Right. The, those are the people that create the shit and make it happen. Right. And everyone else is just like sheep and yeah. they're, they're running along. It's the same right. as with this vaccine that thing that's going on. Right. You know? Like I can't believe how many people have caved in the last month to finally, they're going to get the vaccine. <laughs> and I'm there like, well, you're fucking healthy. Why would you put that in your body? No, it's, it's amazing. That's the herd mentality. Yeah, it's a herd mentality. And yeah. humans in general. You but know? that's got a lot to do with social media now, too. Correct, exactly. Yeah. No, the herd social mentality. Social media really changed everything yeah. over the course of the last, yep. you know, even I mean, four a, years. Actually, it's sure. hurt society more than it's helped it. I mean, it, it's, it's great for... Being able to plug into something and find out any information you want. It's great to see all the stories, all the news flashes and everything. Yeah. But it's really hurt a lot of people. There's been a lot more suicide. There's yeah. been a lot of shit where people, you know, yeah. just can't deal well, with. I, I think that the, the, the social element of things is here to stay despite the ugliness. You know, so I don't know what's yeah. next. And oh, it's here. The, the cool thing about social media right now, too, is that, you know, every everything gets old and tired eventually. Yeah. You know, and... The interactive dynamic, like a, like you know, calling somebody is never going to get old and tired, because that's a, an authentic, real conversation. What do you right? mean calling somebody's never going to get old? Calling somebody is never going to get old and tired. Yeah. Like people are never yeah. going to be. Well, like- for me, for me, I'll tell you. Here's a pet peeve. Okay, somebody texts you and you call up the phone because you want to talk to them. And they don't answer the phone. They text you back. I might be I'm there like mother. I might be guilty of that. I'm there like time, motherfucker. Right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. I wanted to talk to you. The reason I called you, I don't want to text all day. Pick up the phone, and they give you. Yeah. And, and they don't pick up the phone, and then they send you back a second text. The worst is when they know you're doing nothing, then they text you back and say, "Why you call?" Yeah. Why'd you call? It's just bullshit. Because I called. Pick up the phone, and maybe or, you'll know. Or kids. Or seeing kids over someone's house that you that you go to visit and they're sitting in the same room, they're not even talking, they're texting each other. I mean, what the <laughs> fuck, really? Really? Yeah. That's the world. So, so what? So what we should do is remove the vocal cords of all the young people? No, I'm just saying, like it's you know whatever's next is still going to be digital. It's yeah. just we don't, you know, you don't. It's hard. It's hard to imagine what the next things are because you they're not so, here. So why? Yeah, they they could be here. If we created them, they would be here. Right, right. But so I'm just why, saying, why like, don't we? Don't... Why don't we create one thing? Why don't we pick a project that we do here? Let's make the startup street coin. Yeah, we could do that. You know, I thought that idea that that one guy had with the augmented thing was just. Is like... it you gonna call it the startup street coin? Or are you gonna no, call wait, it something? Wait, wait, what were we gonna call it last week? The Vaughn coin. Vaughn coin. Yeah. Vaughn. The what? Vaughn. Yeah. 
The Von Coin. Yeah. You have to say that in certain yeah. way. Yeah, like that. Excuse like, me, what do perfect. you have? What is your currency? It's the Von Coin. The Von Coin. Ran, ran on the computers yes. at the UT library. Where is it originated? <laughs> in downtown Tampa, darling, by the way of the Netherlands, the Von, the Von Coins. Coin. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Let's do oh it. But I, I, I like the idea of using it on all the college campuses. Yeah, that was a good they idea. They use it for all the food and all this shit? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it was called Von Coin, like, people would be hysterically Oh, yeah. People would be like, I need it. Yeah. I yeah, need well, it. Yeah, well, a certain, so guy, a certain guy named Vaughn might have a slight problem. Why would he have a problem? Who's Vaughn? Uh, He's the guy that runs the school over there. What school? UT. The, the school we got Were you here for that? So what? Maybe you weren't here that for They haven't day, talked about know. coins, have they, with him? No. No. Vaughn could be anybody. Yeah. Be, be, you know. Bitch Vaughn. Yeah. Von Helsing. Coin. I don't want a Danny coin. The Von coin. What, what was Tiger's accent? Danny Dallas. <laughs> Danny Dallas. What was Sounds it? Lindsey Vaughn? Lindsey Vaughn. Okay, there you yeah, go. There we go. Another Vaughn. Lindsey Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. Von Helsing. Oh, who's. Uh, dodgeball. We'll call it the Dodgeball coin. What about Ricky Vaughn? I don't know who that no, is. No, that's is too it, tacky. Uh, Did you see Heuristic? But you have to. Somebody said you got to put millions of dollars behind these coins to make them happen. No. That's you, know, what, you know who that, Ricky that's what, is. That's what Wes told me. That's like saying you can launch a shoe company, but you got to put millions of dollars behind the marketing in order to get it out there. You can launch anything. Yeah. You can grow it organically, or you can you know go grab some money and put a big freaking big mountain of cash behind it. You know, Danny dollars. Yeah. You could get that launched. That would be the way. It's a little too feminine for a coin. Danny dollars. Danny dollars. But that's how people could transact with all of your inventory stuff. I'm not interested in inventories anymore. I want no? coins. Let's just does, go. Yeah. I don't want to handle value, those. though. Like, how would it, if you brought a crypto, how would it, like, go, like. That's the thing. And that's why yeah. I was so fascinated with that augmented reality aspect of that crypto, because it's actually differentiating We itself. We could put our faces on the you coin know, like, like the Three Stooges. The Vaughn coin. The Vaughn brothers. So you, you don't know who Ricky Vaughn is? Ricky Vaughn is uh, Charlie Sheen in Major League. You've ever seen that? Oh, movie? yeah. That was Major great, League? wasn't it? Yeah. When he didn't have glasses, he's throwing the ball all over the place. Yeah. Yep. All right. So at the end of the day, experiences. Got to create experiences for your people. You got anything you want to add to that real quick? No. Start with him, I'm thinking. Okay. You got anything you want to add to that real quick? Um, add to the experience. You got to yeah. add a little jazz, passion, and heart into it. There you go. Mm. And the most important thing that I bring here every week? The love. Bring in the love. Bring the have, love you, to your yeah, experience. You, you have to be in love with what you do. Yeah, and you, you got to be in love with, with what you're doing. Right. Okay? I mean, when, when, when you see people on, on these talent shows, and they're doing shit at 80, 90 years old, they're singing and dancing like on America's Got Talent, and... Some of them have just unbelievable voices, whatever. Right. And they're doing it at any age. So it, it doesn't mean you have to be a certain age to start anything. Huh. I mean, Colonel Sanders didn't start till he was 66 year, 65 years old. He had $77 in his pocket. He got his Social Security check. And he thought, well, I can't live on this. So he made chicken for everyone in the neighborhood and just went door to door. And people started eating his chicken. And... By the time he died, he was worth a billion dollars. God bless him. That's a lot of chicken. That's a lot of chicken. That's not chicken scratch. Let's do it that way. <laughs> no, seriously. 
So it, it really doesn't matter what, what age. Right. What age. And you know something? You can have one idea. And, and the interesting thing about now, like when I, I'm older than you, you know, a little bit, growing up, we completely different era, and then your era, and now their era. Yeah. There's never been a time in the history of the world where you could make so much money in such a short amount of time. Very true. I mean, the guy that started Facebook, what he went for, he went to 50 billion in five years. Right. I mean, you couldn't do that building a company traditionally like no, like Trump did, or like right. uh, or like um, Henry yeah, Ford, Henry Ford, any of those guys. Right. You know, you couldn't do it. Yeah. The power of the internet. But now you can. Yeah. Power of the internet. It's unbelievable. It sure is. All right. But you see something? The internet. <laughs> What? Are we ending? Yeah, we got to get it wrapped up. Why don't you put a fucking light up? It's like an in-studio <laughs> light that flashes so we know when it's over. Huh? How many times do I have to tell you I couldn't talk when I was a kid? Huh? All right, cool. Danny, anybody? You guys want to come home with me? I'll, you can, I'll bring the speaker in the car. Andrew, so, people want to get a hold of you. How do they get a hold of you? Uh, get a hold of us on our Instagram and Facebook at Personal Pit Stop. I will... Respond to your DMs personally. Personally, with love. Danny, love. people want to get a hold of you. Thewingman.com. Wing, Thewingman.com. <laughs> All right, sounds good. It, it doesn't exist yet, but try and get a hold of me. <laughs> awesome, guys. I appreciate it. Until next time. Boom. <laughs>